Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. One time and we are recording. God. Yeah, so that was, that was cool. <laughs> well, Farrell came on and he didn't record. I wouldn't say any names, but it, it wasn't long. me. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Urban Pitch Podcast, the beautiful game of life, part of the Believe Network. I'm Ramsey Abushala, editor of UrbanPitch.com. I'm joined by the co-executive directors of Vibes, William Monterosa and Bridget Flores. Can I be co-editor now? No, uh, nah, no, you can't. We don't. We, we give out some titles, we don't give out other ones. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta earn. Yeah. For sure. I, feel like a ri- I want to feel like a writer today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. <laughs> We got another illustrious guest in the building. He's a staff writer for ESPN. He's been featured in uh, publications like GQ, New York Times Magazine, and The Ringer. His new book, Net Gains, Inside the Beautiful Games Analytics Revolution, is out now. Ryan O'Hanlon is in the building. Ryan, what's going on, man? Thanks for joining the show. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Hey. I want to be a co-executive director. Long hours, no pay. You don't want to do it. <laughs> You do not want to do it. But get, lots of fun. Yeah, no, they get paid in the in the. It's an experiential thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. You're yeah. To That's good. Up. You can probably, uh, you know, take him to court for that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like child labor. At this we point. have no. We have HR. HR approved everything. It's all. It's all writing. You know, this guy. He, he knows. He's HR. So, so the contract yeah. was messed up. We still signed it. Though. It's our fault. It's our fault. It's our fault. We got into it. <laughs> we were we were out for drinks. They're like, just sign it here. Like, right, cool. Okay. Yeah, it was the, it was the bill. Sign for the bill. <laughs> it the, it came with nah, the shots. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no man, but um, I want to get into the book. But but first, um, uh, I know you do. You play the game. You played. You know, pretty high level. We seen you uh, at the base. You know, back back when that was open. Um, rest in peace, the base. But um, but uh, I believe D one D one college. Um, I mean, you know, Julio talks about playing college ball all the time. But I think um, you know, scholarship athlete as well. But you know, D one is like kind of a, kind a little of high level. Yes. Yeah. 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 But so so I it, played with Julio. He he could have played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he said that too. He said that too. And so I, I didn't, no, yeah. no. A more probable said, I never said. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I never thought I was good enough. Like I was one of those work hard, try hard, get angry players. So if they needed somebody like that, I could. I was gonna say that's like eighty <laughs> <laughs> percent. So, I know it's not it's not that much off, but yeah, yeah. I, I played against him as well. Great player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but so so how did how did like. Um, Playing the game not only give you, you know, obviously a better understanding of, you know, what's going on, but but how to make you write about the game better? Yeah, I think it. Um, I mean, I think there's a couple ways. I think it it helped me write about the sport just because it's like, I mean, one of the reasons I want to write the book is because it's like a pretty kind of like mysterious sport in a lot of ways. It's not like, you know, you watch a baseball game. You played baseball, right? Yeah. So no, no shots of baseball. No, no but, please, uh, take, take as many as possible. Uh, we, do, we do this all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Forget I'm baseball. Like, we always come for Ramsey. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I can join in. Uh, <laughs> no, but, you know, you watch a baseball game, you see, you know, 300 batting average, 25 home runs, whatever, mm-hmm. below, below the, you know, guys, uh, the guy when he's batting, right? And then basketball, you know, you watch LeBron play, and it's like, oh, okay. That's what a good basketball player is. And like, same with like Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen. All with soccer, like, I think beyond like Messi and Ronaldo, like, they're just scoring and creating goals, or they were scoring and creating right. goals all the time. <laughs> uh, 
one of them still is, but. Right. Um. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Basketball is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to betonline.ag, that's betonline.ag, to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. And that's easy to understand, but like, how do you understand, like, what makes like Tiago, like a midfielder on Liverpool, like what makes him good? Um, what makes, you know, what's the right defensive play, right? Like a guy heading the ball out of the box, like you can understand that's good, but like what about the center back who like has great positioning and pre- prevents a pass from ever happening? I think you need, like, I'm very skeptical of the idea that like, I hate the like, you know, criticism of anyone that writes about a sport, like you didn't play the game, like right, you don't get right. it. But I think soccer, I think soccer in some ways, more than other sports, it, it is helpful to kind of just have like, like this, you get some kind of innate understanding about like what, you know, what's supposed to happen in the given phases of the game beyond like scoring goals, right? Which is easy to understand. So I think that like helped me to write better about it. Um, whether like analytically or um, like creatively, I think. Then I think the other thing that like drove me to want to write the book is like, I think back and I played Division One soccer, and like I would just like play, and I'd be like, it felt like I played well today, right? <laughs> like I remember that like through ball I played, and like we didn't score, but like I think that was good. But like there was no kind of like objective way to even begin to like address performance, which, um, you know, that's really not necessarily even an issue. But like the other thing is, and I, Julio, you might feel the same way. Like the best player I played against in college, or at least the most accomplished player was Alejandro Bedoya, who oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, started for the U.S. at the last World Cup. Was on the Philadelphia Union, who will be playing an MLS Cup yeah, yeah, in right. L.A., um, Boo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I didn't want to say that. I'm trying to keep my objectivity. But, uh, I got this. <laughs> but like, I feel like he was like the in the top like 50 of people I played against, like from eighth grade through college. And so to me, it also felt like it's just like random. Like who kind of made it? Who didn't make it? Who got better? Who got worse? So I think all of that, like playing the game, gave me a way to kind of like. Ooh, how could I deconstruct the sport? And then my own experience of being like, I don't really know why we did anything that we did made me kind of want to write the book is my, you know, 1,000 word answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so, I mean, you said Julio could, could, could have played D1. What's your analysis on his game? Like just seeing. Uh, <laughs> and be honest. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> most like, of the times I've played with him have been at, at pickup games so the most important aspect of a pickup game is like maintaining the like balance between like good vibes but also competitiveness right you don't want to like be too competitive mm-hmm. but also like you don't want to just be like 
feeling like it's a waste of time and right. you weren't getting like whatever competitive juice off. And he's, I would say he's the master at like regulating those two levels. I'm making fun of people in trash talk. That's yes. all I'm doing. But <laughs> also like <laughs> constantly looking for the ball, playing one touch, you know, I... Uh, Definitely yeah. want the ball all the time. Yes, <laughs> wants the ball all the time. What about the team you played on at the base, though? Because that was a pretty notorious team, right? Oh, yeah, you Love. played with, with Gino, right? <laughs> notorious suggests bad things about the team. Uh, we didn't say what about Gino as a coach? <laughs> Does Gino know how to Gino use a, a computer? No. <laughs> <laughs> so he's not going to see this? <laughs> Forget the guy. He didn't pay registration. <laughs> He owes me 60 for registration. <laughs> <laughs> no. Just slander on his name for no reason. Uh, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> no, so, yeah, but I played against him. He's real, real, real quick on the ball. Um, you can tell. You can tell some players play just to play, and you're like, all right, whatever. Like, mm. as the guys, as the people I asked for the ball from, like, you shouldn't have the ball more than one touch. And then this player's like, all right, let it, let him, let him run. And he's one of the players that you can see he played at a higher level. Puccino. Not you know. No, come on. <laughs> Me. Who do we have here? Who do we have here? Who do we have here? I was confused. No, I would also like to just keep heaping praise on Julio. I think I'm, I mean, as I've gotten older, like playing 11 v 11 is just like pretty much out of the question for me at this oh, me point. Me too. It's I don't not going to happen. But also I am better when I'm able to like play and like see longer passes and have a little more space because I am like pretty quick on the ball. So having space. Um, so like in a futsal, or like I haven't played in a while, but there's the, what is it, Tuesday, Wednesday, the uh, yeah, with the walls. Like oh. I feel, oh, yeah. Julio flourishes in those uh, those environments. I feel like I feel like really cramped mm -hmm. and often like don't know what decisions to make when it's tight. Like yeah, that. and yeah. it's like what forty five plus minutes long, no breaks. Yeah, <laughs> no, but yeah, because yeah, you gotta think, you gotta think quicker because it's a smaller space, so you can use the walls and. Um, the only thing that pisses me off when we go play in this pickup game, as I said it before, it's a lot of forward play. Like, like restart yeah. the play. Like, that's how we play it. Yeah. She, she came out like, restart the game, restart the game. Yeah. Like, and the only thing that pisses me off because everybody just looks forward. And my college coach told me that, like, once you start playing for fun, it's not going to be fun for you because you're going to want to play it the right way. And most people are just playing it for fun. Yeah. So I think sometimes it's not fun for, fun for people playing around me because as much as I talk, I just want to restart the play. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's, like, interesting even that, like, not to try to make a science of, like, playing pickup, but it's just interesting how even, like, the shape of the game when you play, it, like, is just determined by, like, what people show up, yeah. right? Mm. Which is, like, different, I think, than yeah. any other sport. Like, you play pickup basketball, right, it's, right. like, there's two hoops. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are we yeah. going to do? And to right, piggyback right. all that, uh, like, when, when, when LAFC signed Caitlin Lacosta, it was like, this player is not going to be a player, like, and he's still not a, not, people still don't praise, some people don't like look at him as a, as a important part of the team, but I, the minute they signed him, was like, guys, you gotta know, this guy's probably not gonna make that through ball. He breaks up so many plays. Yep. He did it for the US champions. Like, and the way he breaks up plays for LAFC now um, is just crazy how many plays he breaks up during each game. Yeah, and he definitely like, allows other players to like, do the stuff that's either to yeah. appreciate, yeah. Totally agree. Yeah, so, so going from playing to now writing about the game and, and kind of focusing a lot on um, like advanced stats, like analytics, like things like that, um, there's, there's, I don't know if it's, um, like I'm not entirely like 
sure about like soccer, but I know like other sports like baseball, especially there's like the, the stereotype of, you know, like, I mean, you mentioned like the guys who never really played the game, like mm-hmm. trying to come in from a mathematical, they're all, all mathematicians, you know, statisticians, um, trying to come in and, and, and dictate how to play the game. Um, like being, having kind of both of those backgrounds where like, where do you find yourself in, in, the, in those arguments? Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, I think like, I think so I, I like studied creative writing in college and I think I had, um, I had like very brief hopes of like, well, if my like college career goes well and my coach likes me, like <laughs> I could like play in like Ireland in the second division if I wanted to for a couple of years. And then I just instead felt completely burnt out. So I did creative writing, which is just like focused on writing. Mm-hmm. Um, I was always like good at math, but like hated doing it. Like I did better, way better on my math SATs than my verbal um, or whatever English, whatever yeah, it's called. Yeah. I don't even know. I don't is, think they even do. do they do it. Is it S? It's SAT? like two. The, they, they they cut it down like, now. Like I was like, what? Optional now. <laughs> yeah, you don't even have to take the SAT. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, that's crazy. Okay. Yeah. So the SAT, SAT is a. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, <laughs> I, I didn't take the SAT. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so then I started like writing about sports a little bit and then became an editor. And, you know, you see the way other sports are being written about as like baseball and basketball and it. Places I worked, like Grantland and The Ringer. Um, mm-hmm. It was like a really good mixture of like good writing, like people that were still willing to be like romantic about the sport. Because right. like what? Yeah. It's just the sport, right? Yeah. Like everyone's yeah. watching it just, just to enjoy it, not to like purely produce like as many wins as possible mm-hmm. with every <laughs> yeah. touch or whatever. So seeing that, and then I kind of look at soccer, and it's like, well, this is just like completely absent from soccer. I, I'm not seeing anyone write about it, mm-hmm. kind of trying to blend those two things. So I kind of started to get interested in it, um, and over time have like become someone that uses it a lot in my writing. But I think like, I think what I find interesting about like using data or whatever with soccer, it's like it's not like, um, like I don't think like like using data is like the way to like fix the world or whatever you know or anything like that but I think it's um but I think like it's interesting for me with soccer because it's like a way to kind of learn and maybe understand more about how the game works because like I still don't even totally know it's like there's all these players that I thought were good right but it's like if we had like a way to determine how many wins each player was worth, they might not be like for all I know, you know what I mean? So I, I almost find it more interesting. Like it's interesting. It makes like my analysis better when I write about stuff, um, less prone to like random stuff that happens in soccer games, which we could get into, but that's like one of the core issues. (laughs) Right. Right. Um, but then also just like, I think it's like, it's interesting that there's a lot of like really like, accomplished people that I have in the book that have studied way more complicated stuff than soccer and are now working in soccer. And they like say that like quantifying soccer is like one of the most intense, like difficult intellectual challenges they've ever had. Oh. Um, which like, I think in some ways gets at like why everyone like loves it so much. Cause uh-huh. it is kind uh-huh. of this like weird, like ephemeral thing that maybe you can't actually measure. Right. Yeah. So the diving to winning ratio, how does that go? <laughs> 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 How many dives per game do you have to do before you win a game? Well, uh, yeah. 
Brazil last one in twenty seventeen. That's the next book. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Whole book on Neymar. <laughs> That'll be the paperback. A lot of times. Right. <laughs> the, the appendices. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> so, so how did you get into getting writing and writing the book? Like, what? Like, how do you like? Like, what makes you say, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna write a book? Yeah, very good question. Yeah. Um, why would anyone want to do that? <laughs> so why? I like. Most people my age that went into like journalism, um, like newspapers and magazines, like mm. almost Thriving completely, industry. yeah, <laughs> like doing worse than the coal um, <clears throat> mining industry. That's actually factually yeah. correct, not just a joke. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, like, every, most people my age like ended up like working for a website and on the internet. And so, on the internet, like, you're just producing content, like, all the time, mm. right? I, the word content just makes me sick. Um, also, you're a YouTuber. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, content creator over here. Yeah, I have an OnlyFans page. Yeah. Uh, we'll have a link in the show yeah, notes. Yeah, we got that Patreon. Yeah. 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 It's just like words. Yeah, exactly. Ooh. It's just like, yeah. Spicy words. Spicy yeah. words. It's long form OnlyFans. <laughs> actually a good idea yeah. someone should hey. steal that yeah. <laughs> i'm ri- writing that, that down right here <laughs> i am writing that down right now <laughs> mental note listen you know there's there's a fetish for words is a thing so all right all right That's we're not we're very not, interesting yeah, we're not stepping on well it's okay yeah that so, I so have call a, bridget one night one eight nine a minute <laughs> yeah i've got a hundred thousand words and a hard you know we'll hard back uh, for anyone that feels that way but so anyway i became an editor um, worked at The Ringer and at Grantland, which are two like sports and pop yeah, culture sites. Yeah. And it's just like, you're just like, <clears throat> excuse me, you're like, it's awesome to be working on sports, right? I don't want to like complain about that. But also like sports are always happening. No, and like, they seem to get, be getting progressively more psychotic um, yeah. in terms of like stuff that happens off the field. So like, you're kind of just like always working. And when you're an editor, you kind of are at the whims of like, when does the writer sure. file a piece? You know, it's like, a, we have this piece about the World Series going up tomorrow and it comes in at 7 p.m. It's like, I could like take a stand against the writer and we could not have a World Series preview or I could, you know, start working at 7 p.m. And, yeah. you know, yeah. so anyway, it's just, it's a bit of a grind. So <clears throat> I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do next. And like, writing a book is a grind as well, but it's much more. The idea of like being able to do a thing and like take a massive kind of step back. Because yeah. like in a book, you can go off on like crazy mm-hmm. tangents if you want. And I have a lot of those in the book. Um, while like writing for the internet, it's like very immediate. You're like want to mm-hmm. get to the point. Yeah. You're writing about like a game that just happened or a thing that's just happened. So I think that's why it appealed to me a little bit. And I was saying this off air. I am also like, you know, there's a lot of writers that like hate writing, which I know sounds weird. Mm-hmm. They like coming up with the ideas or doing the reporting, but then like, putting the words together together is Mm -hmm. I'm like almost the opposite like I like the writing part like I don't like doing like reporting or whatever so like the idea of writing a book was a little less daunting in that way so that's like what gave me the um idea and then there's like it's kind of interesting there's like a a small group of like like the soccer I mean you guys maybe know this like the soccer it's gotten a lot bigger the soccer like publishing world in the U.S. but like it's still like pretty small compared to all other industries. And so when you take that to books, it's even smaller. There's Mm -hmm. like six 
you know, people that have edited soccer books right. and like the history of America, <laughs> right? So like it wasn't, and I've, you know, had written a lot about soccer. So it wasn't that hard to like get in contact with some people, um, kind of let them know what my ideas were and hear like, that's a terrible idea. Or right, like, right. you don't want to write a book about that. that <laughs> you'll, you know, you'll go crazy. And then from there, you know, I got connected with an agent who's worked on soccer books and he kind of encouraged me to write this idea that I ended up writing. So yeah. How do you start writing an analytical book of soccer? Because for me, it just seems like, where, where, yeah, it's Big like, idea. where will I start? Like, what is it position wise? Like, how, like, the research. The re how does the research yeah. start? It's a good question. Uh, <laughs> let me see how I can phrase this to make it me sound as smart as possible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Super califragilistic expialidocious. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so like, when you write a book, unless you're super famous, um, you have to write like a book proposal, which right. is like a 50 page kind of like intro explanation of like why I should write the book and then like a chapter outline, like 500, 600 words about each chapter that has some like reporting in it. So doing that, you're kind of forced to like figure out how this is all gonna fit together. And I think like I knew a lot of like the people or ideas that I like wanted to write about because I didn't the book is like a lot of um stories about people who worked on these ideas rather than like nerdy like there's like three graphs in the entire book as opposed to like right there could be like four hundred. so there's know. no pictures <laughs> yeah yeah the audiobook would be great. <laughs> my dad's listening to it <laughs> yeah well, so, yeah. <laughs> so you're not one of those people who <laughs> fetish for words. <laughs> no, you're, so you were saying, you're saying. But so, you know, so I knew some of the ideas I wanted to write about. Like there's this guy, this guy that famously did like data analysis for soccer in England in the, from like the 50s to the 90s. And he's kind of looked at as like the guy who, you know, like the stereotype of like long ball, like British, mm -hmm, like physical. Mm -hmm. He's like, no, he's blamed unfairly, I should say, as the guy that like encouraged them to play that way. So he has this like terrible reputation in, in England. So I knew I wanted to like write a chapter about that because it's kind of like an important part about this, of the story. Like this guy like was recording games with a miner's helmet on because there were no lights at the stadiums back then. Um, and then he like did data analysis. Then like teams started listening to him, and then everyone hated him. So like maybe <laughs> yeah. that's why like the sports a little bit behind. So there's stuff like that. I knew I wanted to do a chapter on like Red Bull because I think it's pretty mm -hmm. interesting mm -hmm. that like an energy drink just bought teams like and teams. and now all the teams yeah. are great. Yeah. So like, yeah. what does that say about what everyone else is doing? Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, is there a Cruyff chapter? <laughs> Cruyff, Cruyff is quoted throughout the book. All right. Um, my favorite quote from him, which kind of made me want to write, not favorite quote, but like most instructive quote is he's, he says, it's statistically proven that uh, over the course of a, a match, a given player will only have the ball for three minutes. So what actually determines whether you're a good player or not is what you do in the 87 other minutes when you don't have the ball. Yeah. And like with analytics data, they're very good at recording what happens with the ball. There's so much data about that, but like very little about what happens with oh, the ball. Sure. So even with all the like advances and stuff, if you take that, we're missing, you know, it's not 87% because it's of 90, so like 92, 93% yeah. or something like that of what happens. 
Um, <laughs> I, I'll take your word for that. Uh, but anyway, there's, I'll, I don't want—I don't want to throw a number because like, I don't want to get killed in it. <laughs> so you, I have a handful of ideas that I know I want to like touch on. Like mid, there's a chapter on midfield play and how hard that is to measure. Um, and then there's like a statistic called expected goals, which right. is kind of the yeah. main stat. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to write on that. But then a lot of it comes from like people I talk to and them having interesting stuff to say, right? Because right. it's like, you know, there's some people I talk to and like they like work for teams or whatever or have worked for teams and they didn't like tell me anything interesting, right? And they're just kind of like sitting there like smiling when I ask a question. <laughs> Meanwhile, other people are like, you know, so there's this guy, Luke Bourne, who's in the book, who he's now a co-owner of AC Milan, actually, along with Billy Bean. Um, and he was the director of analytics at Roma back when, like, Roma, they made the Champions League semifinals in 2018. Um, so everyone was kind of like, wow, like, Roma, this is, like, the analytics team. They're mm -hmm. doing it. And then I talked to him, and he was like, yeah, like, no one listened to anything I had to say. <laughs> they have this coach, Luciano Spalletti. Yeah. Um, Napoli, no. Napoli coach. Yeah. yeah. Amazing tan, great yeah. goatee. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And Luke was like, you know, he made me more espressos than I can remember, but he had absolutely no interest in anything I had to say. Oh, wow. You know, but like, that's a good story, yeah. right? Yeah. So, like, if I talk to him and he says that, okay, you're going to become a larger part of the book, most mm -hmm. likely. So, it's like a general plan of how to approach it. All right. Then, like, how the conversations go kind of reveal some stories or eliminate others. Mm -hmm. And then I just kind of, like, sort of wing it as I write. And I'm, like, <laughs> connecting things Trying as I go. Together. Yeah. Um, what was, like, the most tedious part of the uh, So the most tedious part was you have to have, a, like, sources thing mm -hmm. in the back. Oh, right. The index? Right. No, not the index. Thank God. I, someone else did the index for me. I was going to so, ask you. Thank you that. to whoever you were, you were. Actually, that's one of the few people I don't know who they were who did that. <laughs> Shout um, out to you. Honestly, yeah. I worked on an index for my professor when I was in college, and it was the most tedious thing. Sounds terrible. Yeah, it was, it was the worst because I had to like identify and the, uh, the people that he interviewed, their names, make sure it was the right person, make sure it had like their first, last name. Well, yeah, and then it's like, how do you even decide what goes in the index? Yeah. There's some like very general stuff that's in the index, and it's just like you gotta like control, find the, whole book. control <laughs> find the whole yeah. book. Yeah. But so for me, yeah, the most tedious part was doing those sources because it's not even like like you don't need to have sources in the same way like you would for like a college paper. Like paper. Yeah. It's more just kind of this like informal like you gotta credit like right. anyone that right. any books that you read just. And like an idiot, I just like didn't keep track of it while I was writing. Uh, so like back you tell. write the book and you're like, first draft gets sent in and you're like, wow, this is like the best feeling. <laughs> and then like you get the second, the notes from your editors like a month later and then you're like, shit, like I have to read this thing. Yeah. <laughs> but then you go through it and then you're kind of like, oh, it's good book, doing a good job. <laughs> and then you keep, you know, you do one or two more rounds. And then uh, you get like a fact checker to send you notes and that's fine. You get the notes, right? And you just respond to them. And then it's like, where's your sources document? And I'm like, oh. Oh, yeah, so then it's like, which blog post from 2012 <laughs> did I cite here? And then it's not that easy to find like old hey. blog posts, you know, the yeah. internet. Yeah. Just sort of decayed from yeah. like that. Yeah. Like ninety like ninety percent of links like yeah. are broken now mm -hmm. because uh, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, that was like the most the most tedious part. Partially because I was just like 
thought I was done with everything. Yeah, and then I had to do that. Sense. How long did it take you? So I started writing the book proposal itself in like December 2018. And then finished it a year later. Not because, partially because I had to like do other stuff, make money, <laughs> you know? Of course. Um, and the proposal's long. And then, uh, so this thing happened called uh, COVID-19. Oh, yeah. right. 20, yeah. I don't know if you guys Tell have heard more. of this. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it probably won't tape. surprise you guys to know that like the only books people were buying during COVID were like self-help mm -hmm. or right. like books written by one of Donald Trump's relatives, basically. <laughs> How to buy toilet paper. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And drink bleach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly that. Um, and so that like cooled, and then like also like every economy was like screwed up. Like, so how do you even know how to like, how do you know like, how do you make the calculus of like, oh, we should buy this soccer book because we think it'll sell this many copies when right. it's like, right. I haven't left my house in six weeks. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So the book market cooled for a while, then picked back up kind of at the end of the year and we sold it in December, 2019. So I basically started writing it like January, first or something 2020 first draft was done december 18th or something like that i don't know why i would know that exact date it's yeah. weird yeah i mean it's not weird that's a pretty big day yeah. i guess yeah. and then i think the like final copy was done by like april of this past year wow yeah the long process yeah long process do it partially due to a global pandemic right. sure. yeah. but like from when i wrote the first word to when it was done was like 14 months or something mm. Which actually seems pretty long. Didn't feel that long when I was doing it. It's also a book, you know. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. When, when you were first shopping it around for ideas, you said you were getting in touch with people, getting feedback on. Um, did you have like multiple ideas for a book, or did you know that this was the the, the topic that you were going to write about? So this is like the topic I wanted to write about, mm -hmm. <clears throat> but I don't like. You know, it's my first book, and I wrote on the internet and for magazines. So like, I always I understood pretty well what like would make a popular. I was good at doing the balance as an editor and a writer <clears throat> of like stuff that a lot of people would want to read, but also stuff that wasn't like completely stupid. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, not just doing like power rankings of like, yeah. you know, yeah. the 16 times go to Ronaldo owned Messi. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Five million views. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> On YouTube. Exactly. Sounds interesting to me. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The, like, the little yeah. kid watching them, like, whoa! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm calling me a little kid. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, did, I, didn't, I didn't say that. Yeah. Um, but then with a book, it's different. Like, what, why do people buy books? Like, I don't know, right? Mm. So, I, so I at first thought, like, well, maybe, you know, like, Moneyball was, and I didn't want to, like, do the exact same book as right, Moneyball. Right. Like, well, that'd be stupid, even though it's very I similar. Love that movie, though. I love that movie. And if you want to compare my yeah. book to Moneyball and say that it's better, sure, go for it. Yeah. I'm not saying you shouldn't do that, yeah. but... Um, Sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Um, but, um, so, with that book, right, it's about Billy Bean, and sure. then it's just, like, these other big ideas, like, attached to Billy Bean throughout the book, and about, like, the history of baseball. So, in my head, I was kind of like, oh, I guess, like, the book needs, like, a main narrative, like, a main character, mm -hmm. right? So there's, like, some teams that are, like, pretty invested in using data and stuff like that. Um, 
there's a team in Denmark called Michelin who's kind of like at the cutting edge. Then like Liverpool's famously yeah, yeah. used it. Um, and then Fulham, who are owned by uh, this guy Shad Khan, who's the owner of the Jaguars. His son Tony, who I've gotten to know, um, and he's in the book a little bit. He kind of runs the team, he says, through stats. So I kind of had an idea, like, maybe I'll try to, like, write a, like, go to London and write a book about, like, Fulham or whatever, or, like, go to Liverpool, try to write a book about Liverpool, and then, like, do all this other stuff. Um, But then my agent was like, no, just, like, do, like, a general book about all the different things that are happening rather than just, like, trying to write about Liverpool or whatever. So it was was kind of an interesting... I think it was interesting because it was, like, I was trying to come up with ideas that I thought fit what like book publishers wanted well i think the ideas that i like thought were good that was actually what ended up being the good idea <laughs> that a publisher yeah, wanted yeah. so it worked yeah. out how yeah. did you come up with the title because like I was, I was thinking like soccer for dummies like, <laughs> analytic for dummies like. <laughs> Uh, I think I would have gotten sued because like, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'd be stealing yeah, their IP. Yeah, yeah. Um, I uh, didn't come up with the title. I'll just, Boom. Yeah. Sorry, guys. No, I could have imagined him being like, "Yeah, yeah you could have said it." Just me. I fell asleep, woke up, and I'm like, "That has to be it." Well, so initially it was going to be called "The Right Way to Play" because that's kind of like a, mm. there's this ongoing argument right in the sport of like what's the right way sure. to play yes. like is it Pep Guardiola style is it Jose yes, Mourinho it is. is it Jurgen Klopp which did you say Pep Guardiola okay. uh, I love that not yeah. the yeah I was I, gonna I, say the Mourinho style no, I don't like it not much of a leg <laughs> to stand on at this point yeah. <laughs> yeah. no because like the, for me that's a beautiful game that yeah for a lot of people that watch it that don't know the game is like this is boring like they're just touching the ball around where another goal's gonna come in but like if you break down the play to go forward to score that goal to the attack the flanks, pass the ball back, somebody runs in and scores a goal, you're like, they just make 30 touches. I mean, like, they just made seven touches for that play to happen, and it was yeah. all one-touch soccer. That is beautiful to me. Yeah, and it's also, like, an incredibly, because they're so good at it, you don't, especially, like, Man City now, it almost doesn't even seem like it's a risky yeah. style, because, like, they're, they are all just incredible. They, yeah. ba- you know, their team basically feels like it's just like eleven center midfielders or ten, and then yeah. a Norwegian robot basically yeah. as their striker. It's not easy, but like, it's a really risky way of playing because if you lose the ball, like in those one touch sequences, you suddenly have like two center backs against like four yes, attackers. Definitely. So that was going to initially be the title. Then the publishers were like, "That seems like maybe a little too political potentially," <laughs> which like I again I don't know like what kind of I know like a magazine headline that would make people read but like most books have like pretty like you know esoteric names i feel like Mm -hmm. um i mean moneyball is an amazing name but um, but you don't know what moneyball is about by the name right right? you don't know what any book is by the name but like most like you can't judge it let's end it there let's wrap his dad joke for the night But anyway, so they... We're switching roles. We're switching roles. They were like, we're not going with the right way to play. And I was like, you guys know how to sell books, not me. <laughs> so then it was going to be like, how to break the beautiful game, which in, in thinking back, I hate that title. <laughs> and then one day they had like a meeting and one of the publishers was like, what about net gains? And I was like, damn, that's yeah, a nice that's pun. Yeah. yeah. Very good. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah you mentioned um, writing for, for magazines in, in, in the past, you know, um, Grantland and, and The Ringer, you know, um, what, what was it like being able to work for 
I mean, like those sites, like I think what they do with, you know, like you mentioned, like uh, they, they store, they're so romantic about, about sports. And I think what they do um, is seems a little bit less like kind of like stiff than, than other sports. What was it like being able to write um, for an edit and for, for, for sets like that? Terrible. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I think it's like, so uh, like Bill Simmons, I don't know if you guys yeah, know him. Yeah, yeah. He kind of like pioneered the like internet voice in a lot of ways. Come like, on! <laughs> exactly. It was that, bad. that was so bad. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> that what was so bad. <laughs> Just saw that Netflix. No. <laughs> he doesn't write really much. He doesn't write at all anymore. Yeah, but he used to write cr crazy amount, and I read him growing up. And he would write in a very conversational way um, that was very different than what you would read in a newspaper and kind of sort of from a, a clearly from a fan perspective but also like wasn't always writing about like the red Sox or the celtics which were like his favorite teams but he kind of pioneered this like conversational way of writing mm -hmm. which i found really interesting and then it's obviously kind of taken over but so he was the guy who founded grantland and then yep. founded the yep. ringer um strangely we actually went to the same college um which explains why i worked there yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so it was cool to like you know, read someone growing up and yeah. then, like work yeah. with them. Yeah. Like I coached one of his daughter's soccer practices once. Oh, nice. Yeah, um, great interview. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then he got fired from ESPN like three weeks later. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, so that was that was the end of that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was. Um, I don't know. I think with the internet, it's like easy to because a lot of stuff is going up on the internet. Just like you write it, click publish, yeah, right. write a headline. At Grantland, like the editing I would do on pieces was like pretty intense. Like I would rewrite a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. I'd send it back with notes. We had like very intense fact checking processes. The Ringer, roughly the same. Still, like they have an amazing fact checking, copy editing team. A lot of hardworking editors, but a little more. It's much faster kind mm -hmm. of stuff. So it was cool to, you know, because as I said, like I was like a creative writing person, so I like find like words interesting i'm a guy have a fetish for words i guess is what, <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah. what i'm getting at here um so people it was, got toes some people got words yeah <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly if you have both then you sort of want <laughs> love how i just like mindlessly said yeah. yes yeah yeah that. sure yeah uh, of course, <laughs> of course. <laughs> great point normal uh, statement normal uh, <laughs> but yeah so it's cool it was cool to like be a part of that and i think you know, Grantland doesn't exist anymore, but it was a yeah. cool site that a lot yeah. of people cared about, and a lot of people liked The Ringer, too, so yeah. it was cool um, to, like, do that for a job, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And, and, I mean, Bill Simmons is kind of, like, I feel like there's a lot of controversy around him over the last couple of years, but um, a lot, like, because I've, I've listened to a bunch of Ringer podcasts, and, like, just listen to people, um, like, talk about him and, and how influential he was on, like, just... You know, writing and like internet writing in, in, in general um like to me like I, th I think like that kind of um just is like just like kind of surpasses any of that but what, what was your read into to to like some of the stuff that was going on with 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 um like some of that controversy um what controversy do you like mean? i mean I, I don't know there's just not not, not like controversy, but like polar. Like he's polarizing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 So that, that's um, basically. There was controversy at the Ringer, which I don't think I should go. Yeah, no, 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 no. I, um, I think that was after. The, after yeah, yeah. I, th I know exactly what you mean. But, so yeah, what yeah. I would just—it's just an interesting story. Like Bill 
obviously like he wrote for ESPN. That's kind of where he got his mm-hmm. like became a really well known guy and had the clout to start Grantland. But now he's like the most popular sports writer, journalist, or whatever mm-hmm. in the country. So it's an interesting like inversion from being like this outsider that was like doing it differently right. to now like you're like the most popular guy with <laughs> yeah, millions yeah. of listeners. So I think like I don't know, I think you get pushback like whenever people do that, right? Whenever mm-hmm. you go from kind of this like I don't know, it's probably true in like music, right? And like you know, I don't know, I'm not up to date on music at all. <laughs> I was trying to think of a way to say that without sounding like I was 75 years old, but I felt. <laughs> um, or like movies, directors, like sure. that are, you know, going from like doing like the good like indie movie to like directing a Marvel movie, yeah, you know? Right. I think it's kind of like a, that's a very common actually arc. Yeah, for people. Mm-hmm. And there's always pushback. Yeah, yeah. And then now transferring into to ESPN, what, what's it like working at the, the worldwide, worldwide leader? Best place to yeah. work yeah. in the world. How many times do you go to Disneyland? <laughs> I have I have a pass uh, nice. to go. Nice, there you go. I never use it. Is that one no, of the perks? Is that so one I don't want to. Okay, I don't want to jinx anything. But <laughs> so I worked at Grantland, which was owned by ESPN, mm-hmm. and I started work like a day, like first week in um, November, like 2014, like the first week after Halloween, and then the site got shut down, um, like a day or two before Halloween the next year, and. I don't know if they still do it, but they used to when you worked at it at any Disney job and you worked there for a year, you got a Mickey Mouse pin oh. after a year. Oh. So I didn't get my pin. <laughs> <laughs> and I started uh, at ESPN again, this new job, like two days before Thanksgiving last year. So I'm like, wow, coming up on I'm it. Jinxing hey, it. Yeah. Don't jinx I don't know it. if they still give pins. So if they you do, might get that Mickey Mouse pin. Um, but yeah, it's cool. It's a, you know, it's an interesting place to work because. Or for me in particular, because it's um, you know, it's the biggest sports website on the internet. Yeah. Yes. But I'm, I'm writing about soccer in a way that a lot of people are not like used to people doing. You know, mm-hmm. um, like for example, I wrote an article about in March about how it seemed like Cristiano Ronaldo, you know, was making his not not necessarily making his teams worth worse, but like. Mm-hmm. His reputation as a player had fought, hadn't caught up to his decline as uh-huh. a player. Yeah. So when he was on Man U, he would play every minute of every game, even though his like output suggested that like he just shouldn't be a full-time starter for a team that like wanted to win the Premier League. Right? He should either be a little bit lower down, like for a lower, right. you know, slightly lower tier team, or he should just play less. Right? Mm. Which I didn't. That's like a pretty normal thing to say about an athlete that's getting a lot older especially as his teams would always get worse like when he went to them like (laughs) man you got worse um and i like put a lot of data out there and kind of tried to like justify yeah the red Um, army (laughs) and you know and uh, this is on like espn.com and then you know people like found my personal email yeah. and were like, oh you need to quit. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. No, the Red um, Army well, is not a It's not even that. It's also the CR7 army. Yeah. yeah. Oh, definitely. Like, oh, when you combine? Yeah. When yeah. you combine yeah. 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 I, I wrote it. A, this is before ESPN. I did like a, I had a newsletter and I did a post about Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, who was mm-hmm. the Man U coach. Mm-hmm. The beginning of last season, kind of like saying, you know what? Like, doesn't really seem like he's like, improving the team at all and uh this was like after they came in second the year before and just got like 
uh, you know, trying to think of what like people were <laughs> just like crazy stuff for yeah. Manny fans. And then funnily enough, he like got fired a month <laughs> later. So, but here's a good example. So I wrote an article like two months ago about could we have like a better box score for soccer, right? Uh -huh. Like, you know, baseball, you have a box score hits, uh, sure. errors, runs, mm -hmm. strikeouts, yeah. RBIs, very basic stuff. And it's just kind of like a way to like get a quick view of what happened in a game. No baseball player would be like, this is like the pure story, uh -huh. of what happened, yeah. right? But like, it's a good, it's, yeah. Meanwhile, like with soccer, what like what are the stats they showed? So like usually how many miles you ran per game, or like corner kicks, yeah, or like how many fouls, <laughs> fouls shots yeah. on goal, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like so we're just throwing up these stats that like in my head I'm like no one cares about this, right? It, like in the box score in baseball, there's like a history to it, right? So if you changed it, there'd be like a problem. Yeah. Soccer, it's like n no one cares. So I was like, why don't we just like do a better job, like and find I don't know what did I suggest? I was like. You know, you should have the amount of shots, should have possession, but then you should adjust possession just for the final third for each team. So mm -hmm. then you have a better sense of what oh, team, wow. yeah. what team yeah. has the dangerous possession. Right? Yes. And then you could do touches in the penalty area because that, you know, if you get sure. the ball into the box, you're close to the goal. Also, the defenders can't defend you as aggressively because then they give up a PK. So, like, if you get the ball into the penalty area, you're probably I feel doing... like they talked about that with the Austin-LAFC uh, game, how, like, how Chicho had like 11 touches off yeah. in the box, while uh, Austin only had like about three, I believe. Yeah, he had like so, one the entire yeah, and, that, and that's a stat that I would like it's to... It's interesting, because yeah, then it, it talks about like, oh, this guy's like, his movement off the ball is probably definitely. really good, right? Um, and then I had like, we should also just use expected goals, because this is a good stat. Mm -hmm. um, and then I wrote the article, and like, so I don't, um, I have it so I can only see tweets from people that follow me real life yeah <laughs> uh, life hack but it somehow got to like the you know british like fan group and i got like you wank it's like the number of burning american flag like oh, wow. meet like oh, uh, wow. gifts that got sent to me it was just like it's insane. a hard game yeah and it was like i was just like saying like maybe we could use a couple of different Their box score stands yeah exactly oh, yeah. um so like you know it's interesting <laughs> yeah so like i definitely like it's great that a lot of people like read the stuff it's really awesome mm -hmm. um and i really like working there but like i am exposed to like <laughs> uh you know the random guy from like san diego who wrote like half the email in a british accent and told me to quit my job which i thought was weird <laughs> or like you know just like the people that think in american writing about a sport let alone American using stats to write about a sport is like a crime, exactly. yeah. basically. Yeah, no worry. I feel your pain. I first episode <laughs> yeah. talked about LA Galaxy not in the most fun way that they enjoy. <laughs> and we went to a game. I can't go they, to LA Galaxy games. I can't go guy. to LA Galaxy game. He's banned. Hey, but they say like once you have haters. You're banned? He's not, not banned. banned. Not, not, it's just like not safe. <laughs> it's not safe. Uh, he, he has to have like security around him. No, I just had Ramsey. <laughs> Ramsey and Roy last time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a guy, one guy cursing me out, but it was like... He's been gift. Yeah, he yeah. I, was, I became like the meme in the LA Galaxy like uh, platforms. <laughs> like, what did you do? Like, he he brought it upon himself. He said that the Galaxy or the LAFC would be the first team to from win. LA. For, <laughs> like, he meant to say like the fastest to one championship. First to one, baby. Yeah, but <laughs> instead he said they're gonna be the first to one. Not to risk also getting banned from Galaxy games, yeah. but is 
the, ga- the galaxy technically aren't in LA. Right? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so you. There we go. <laughs> That's two of us. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Let's go together. <laughs> I clearly Here didn't. We go again. Yeah, yeah. No. I didn't learn my lesson of everything yeah. I just talked about. No, no. I mean, yeah, yeah they, they yeah. are in the South Bay, of course. Yeah. Carson, to be exact. Yeah. That's its own uh, incorporated city, though. About so. ten miles from yeah. downtown LA. Yeah. Um, just Google Maps. <laughs> so it's not LA. I mean, I'm glad we settled that. Change your name. (laughs) Here we go again. Should they Uh, change their name? Yeah, right. right. There we go. (laughs) All right, listen, man. um, We, you know, we'd love to have you here um, longer, but you know, you got things to do. We got things to do. But um, before we we get we wrap up, Julio, um, we we end things with a rapid fire round where Julio just throws you know some some quick fire questions your way, and then uh, we can wrap up from there. But Julio, take it take it away. All right, LAFC or Galaxy? I know this answer already. LAFC. There we go. All right. Most important position in soccer, football. Left wing. I could go into that. I know you. No, 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 no. rapid fire, rapid fire. All right. Since being in LA, best restaurant to eat in. In LA. Yes. Not Carson. Not Carson. <laughs> Are there restaurants? LA Carson. I'm kidding. Carson's great. <laughs> we both can get beat up together. Okay, yeah. I guess. Please this buy point. my book if you live in Carson. Yeah. Um, Elemento. Best soccer field you played in in LA? Albion Riverside Park. Uh, okay. <laughs> That's a good one. As we, as we play pick up at. That's a spot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. All right, last one, Messi or Ronaldo? Messi. Oh, there we go. There it is. Yeah. There uh, it is. <laughs> all right, um, Ryan O'Hanlon, thank you so much for uh, for, for joining the show. Uh, we'll link uh, where you can buy his book, Net Gains, Inside the Beautiful Games Analytics Revolution. Um, we'll put that in the... Um, what do you call it? Description? Yeah, description. That, that, show that notes word. is the industry. Yeah, show <laughs> notes, show <laughs> notes in, in the podcast, description in the YouTubes. Um, I will link the Spark Notes. <laughs> 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 Audiobook. For, <laughs> audio I'll read book. it. You, you hear my voice. You hear my, my voice is Snoop Dogg. We'll start a Allegedly. <laughs> yeah, Julio's book club will start with Dr. Seuss. And we'll <laughs> yeah. Green eggs and hammers. That's it, bro. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, this has been uh, the Urban Pitch Podcast. Life, part of the Leaf Network. Uh, for Julio Matarosa, Bridget Flores, Ryan O'Hanlon, I'm Ramsey Abushala. Uh, we'll see you all next time. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.